Hello and welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Each one of us holds great potential, and tapping into that potential is my passion and my mission. Shock Your Potential is a global leadership training company dedicated to creating positive, productive, and profitable workplaces. We develop, nurture, train, and guide leaders at all levels and at all points in their career. Through this podcast, I get to interview amazing leaders who are shocking their own potential and the potential of those around them. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out my two best-selling books, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees, and Sales Mixology, Why the Most Potent Sales and Customer Experiences Follow a Recipe for Success. Join us now as we meet another great guest. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, and like us today. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. And uh, as we all know, in this December, we are trying to leave 2020 way behind and say, whatever, it's done. But there's also some things we can do. Say bye-bye and say, hello, I'm ready for something new. And my next guest is just going to blow you all away. And if you're watching the video version, you are just already laughing and having fun. If you're in the audio, come on, we're going to bring it. So usually um, I only hit a couple highlights in the bio, but this bio is just packed with incredible things. So Jill Salzman is currently growing her third entrepreneurial venture. Founding Moms is the number one platform for mom entrepreneurs. So mom, mom entrepreneurs, mom, mompreneurs. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> try and come up with it doesn't work to build better businesses. She's a graduate of Brown University and law school. So, you know, she's extra smart. She's got the glasses that prove it. She started a music management firm, then sold, launched and sold a baby jewelry company. You know, I think she's kind of lazy. That's what I'm thinking. Before creating her current venture, she's the author of two books, the, be- the best business book in the world, which is an incredible title and the bestseller found it a field guide for mom entrepreneurs. She's the host of the top-rated entertaining business podcast. Why are we shouting? Oh, I love how you said it. Yes. <laughs> the power. <laughs> Gave her own TED Talk on 11-11-11 and was dubbed Mommy Mogul by CNM Money, a cool mom entrepreneur we love by MSN Live and was recently named one of the top 50 women to watch in tech. Wow. She's also, you know, got a few other things, including the fact she was one, uh, listed as a top 100 champion small business influencer after Ford's named the founding moms as one of the top 10 websites for entrepreneurs. I mean, there's even more. She shared the speaker stage with Richard Branson, Sheryl Sandberg, Damon John, Mary Lou Henner, Desmond Tutu. She regularly appears on all kinds of things. I don't even, I can't even tell you anymore. This I is like, I'm like really exhausted <laughs> hearing all of that. Cause that's a long time that I did all of the, like I, you know, it's over the course of, but nobody says that they just read all the things. I know, and you're like, I, but they're so exciting. There's so many things. <laughs> I love it so much. And you're right. You probably should take a deep breath. Ah, Jill, thank you so much for being on my little podcast. I'm very excited to be on your big fat podcast. It is awesome. <laughs> thank you so much. We do have a really good time here. You know, in my own head, I usually have a good time. We just started. I'm very excited. Yeah. 
So I told you a little, uh, you know, I told everybody a little bit about you, a lot about you, but you know, how about your own words? You can tell us a little bit about you, your business and how you help people shock their potential. I would love that because honestly, let's all forget what you just said, uh, because all I'm doing right now is working on building the founding moms, which is a collective of offline meetups and online resources for mom entrepreneurs all over the world. So if any mom entrepreneur, I like that term, by the way, not mompreneur, wants to build her business, we have all of the resources you could ever think of from video courses uh, a whole library of those, all the way to business coaching, to virtual assistants. We have so many things to help you with all the things. Uh, uh, I've been doing it for 10 years, and I really want to know how you define shocking one's potential. Because when I heard that, I thought, you know what? I do that every single day. Every mm -hmm. single day of my life, I feel like I'm shocking my members' potentials. But does that mean resuscitating? Does that mean... <laughs> Firing? Where are we going with this? What is this, Michael? Go. I think it's, I, it is fun. You asked me, you know, before we started taping, if I talk about it up every episode, and I don't really. Um, so I probably should. So I talk about it, and people always ask me when I'm interviewed on somebody else's podcast. I'm like, well, this is what it means. So I probably should explain it. So I have, you know, I know we all have like goals or beliefs of what we can achieve. We all have dreams, all those things. But sometimes they just stay dreams or they stay bigger goals or they stay that one other thing that you want to do, but you just really haven't done it. And shocking your potential to me is kind of like, yeah, yeah, like the, you know, when they bring in the paddles, not to bring you back to life, but to just shock you filled with energy, you know, kick you in the butt, you know, uh, give be that thing behind you. So, you know, when I talk about shocking potential, I usually actually talk through, it'll be my third business book. And I go through the letters in the word shock, you know, so it's like, do you stand out? And I don't just mean pink hair. I mean, do you stand out? Do you, are you a voice that's heard people that follow you? You know, what skills do you still need to hone? Don't worry yeah. about, you know, things that aren't important, but there are certain things you do need to do. And how do you operate every day for that efficiency? Do you cultivate people and opportunities around you that, that get you to the next level? And the K is my favorite one, which is know your worth, know your value. Yes. And that's odd. It should be Kashak. Yeah. Kashak here. <laughs> Honestly, well, to answer your question, I'm like on shock patrol every day. Oh, uh, I like that. Yes, because I, I struggle with the fact that so many people sit in their potential and don't do anything about it. Probably not yes. unlike you. I can't stand it. And so... I, I think I've made it my life's work to figure out ways that resonate with people where it's not me standing over their shoulders going, come on, let's do this. Do you remember Susan Powder? Am I dating myself? Oh, do you remember oh God, her? Yes. She was oh, like, she was ah! terrified. Uh, I would lose weight probably because I wouldn't be able to eat around her. <laughs> correct. Correct. Just by hearing her, you're done. But, uh, but I, I like to figure out ways that inspire all of, and in my particular case, I've chosen a niche of mom entrepreneurs because that's where I was struggling the most. Uh, but making sure that they know they not only have the potential, but they can move forward and do something about it. And yes. I love doing it within the context of a community because it gives everyone permission to be able to, to do the thing they want to do and see somebody else and go, oh, she's doing that too. Like, I feel that way right now about your hair color. Like, oh my <laughs> gosh, she's doing that too. I can do that. Wonderful. Yes. Boom. There we go. You've shocked my hair potential. Yes. 
Yeah, I, I love that term. I thank you for clarifying it. You clearly have a very specific definition of what it is. I love it. And I am probably going to bring that to all of my members and say, yeah, we're going to do this. I love it. And I just, so, just so you know, my, one of my ultimate goals is get splat hair color to like become my sponsor. Yeah. Like, I like I'm, happen. Daily, I'm a daily walking, talking advertisement. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, yeah, you should. So you've been doing this 10 years. What lessons have you learned along the way? I know you've had other businesses too. So maybe there's some there, but I bet you've learned a few. I've learned a couple. Uh, I've made a lot more mistakes than I have learning lessons, I feel, at this point. Uh, but my other two businesses were unrelated. I used to manage bands for a living, and then I sold baby jewelry. And so I, it doesn't sound right. It sounds crazy. But well, the, the culmination of all of that is the founding moms, because yeah. I'm a people person. You can tell I like to talk. I hated selling baby jewelry, for example. Products were not for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I have learned that even though I was the first person in the line of, I can do this by myself. I don't need anybody's help. I'm going to figure out it on my own. That's why Google exists. I did that for years and years and years <laughs> while building my businesses. And even though I talked to people, I didn't really tap them for help. I didn't really mm -hmm. look for guidance. I really mm -hmm. wanted to be the most self-sufficient entrepreneur in the land. So mm -hmm. that I thought, 10 years from now, everybody's going to pat me on the back and say, oh my gosh, you did this all on your own. Congratulations. And I've learned my biggest uh, realization is that that's not how it works. Mm -mm. And, uh, and I have really drunk my own Kool-Aid because I could not do what we do without our community, without a group of people around me to support all of the things I want to do. I think I've created so many more programs and opportunities for other people because of them. So yeah. I don't really think entrepreneurship is a single woman's way of being or doing anything. And you're shaking yeah. your head because you know it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I had a guest on my podcast about three years ago. He's one of my first 50 guests. And um, he was talking about how many people believe that the term self-made millionaire means that a person became a millionaire all by himself. And he's like, he's like that is so not true. <laughs> It's so not true. So but the perception that we have of, oh, that's not only true, but that's how I have to do it, is so yes. misleading. And I think a lot of people sit in their potential, speaking of shocking mm -hmm. their potential, because they have learned over time, if I admit that I need some help, that I don't know what I'm doing some days, it sucks. And to be frank, uh, I have a newsletter that goes out uh, five days a week, and I have had people on that newsletter for literally years who will come to me two, three years into reading them and say, you know, I've been following you all along, but I never even wanted to go near or join the founding moms because I thought you all knew what you were doing and I don't know what I'm doing. And I wow. have to say over and over again, none of us know what we're doing. I don't, I don't think Bill Gates knows what he's doing. Like nobody right. knows what they're doing. <laughs> but we have to <laughs> say that out loud to each other to remind each other, that's the way you get stuff done is to admit first, I don't know what I'm doing. How can I tweak this? However I tweak it, it could always be tweaked better. Right. Uh, and you can actually go and do the thing. And it doesn't, I don't know about you, Michael, but it doesn't feel to me like, like I'm being shocked when something works. Yeah. I need to maybe shock me into doing the thing. But then when it worked, you kind of go, oh, that, that's all it took. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, why didn't I do this six months ago or six years ago or... 
And then you start weeping. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I could have been on a yacht in the Bahamas right now. <laughs> yeah. Should we have a moment of silence for all of the yachts we've not been on? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. How so, many? Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. What's the size of your community? Uh, we are roughly 12,000 strong at this point. Wow. Holy uh, moly. Different, different groups of people in different places um, because some of them love to meet offline, but we can't do that right now. Uh, and some people love to congregate online. So it's all, but in total, it's 12,000. Um, if you want to throw on social media, it's 20,000. It's a lot, but it's actually not a lot at all relative mm -hmm. to how many women are out there who have kids and have businesses. Um, mm -hmm. we're, I like to think of us as tiny, but mighty. <laughs> we have a lot of growth to do. Um, yeah. And so I've also forget my personal things that I have learned. I have watched a lot of our members go through so much guilt and so much fear about moving forward. That's why mm -hmm. I said I'm on shock patrol. Uh, that's also seemingly universal. That's in every city and every country that we're in. Uh, and there's a lot of that everywhere. It's like a, it's like another virus almost. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. I agree. It's really interesting, you know, what we've been programmed to think or believe and, and how we have to reprogram ourselves to accept success. You know, I remember the first time somebody said, you know, I don't have a six, I don't have a fear of failure. I have a fear of success. Mm -hmm. And I went, oh, you know, it's not like you don't want to be successful or have money, but it's almost just as terrifying, you know, at some point for some people to think, God, what if this does work? Then what happens? Well, then what do I have to do then? And what do I have to do next? <laughs> <laughs> what you're saying does not appear consciously to people. I think it's a subconscious thing. And they yeah. keep on not getting there and going, why, mm -hmm. why am I not? I'm not worth it. It's not, it must be me. But mm -hmm. yeah, I think that the, the success thing is very scary, particularly if you're a parent and you think, well, that's going to take time away from my kids. It's yeah. going to make me too busy to be a good mom or dad or whomever. Um, yeah. So it's a, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. It is. Yeah. I um, was sharing with you before, uh, before we started taping that uh, today um, that I did my live broadcast for the week, and obviously we're taping this a little earlier than the month of December, but today for my live broadcast, I, um, I did my whole live broadcast on jealousy, envy, you know, because I've been interviewing all these incredible people like you, and I look at the list and I'm like, oh, you know, look at all these things that these people have accomplished and look at all their goals. And I, and I really actually got myself into quite a funk. Um, and I, you know, I threw myself a little pity party. I was the only one who came. Uh, my husband kept like <laughs> opening the door going, are you done with your pity party? Nope. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> supportive. supportive. So then, you know, I reflected, I got a couple of really good nights of sleep because I was pretty exhausted right. and I started to look at it differently. And I started thinking about what an honor it is that I get to interview people like you that have accomplished more in different ways than I have and, and learn and ask questions and, and be motivated. But it was also a reminder of how many people look at me and say, I can't believe she does all this and has all that. And I wish I was there. And that reminder of wherever you are, there's always going to be somebody that looks ahead of you and that looks behind you and looks to the side of you, but you really don't know the reality either. And, oh, and so judging yourself or anybody else, it, it doesn't help any of us. And I, I can't stand the people who look at social media and will say, well, they have 25,000 people following them. And I don't know why we're not quick to, to say, well, they might've paid for those. 
or you might have a ton of followers, but there's zero engagement on their posts. I'm just going along with what you said about, you know, everybody looks like they're doing so much better. And again, my work that you read at the beginning of this was over the course of 15 years. Yeah. So there, there are highs and there are lows and there are Absolutely. And some months where I'm going, oh, is this thing even working? Yeah. <laughs> you Hello? know, yeah. Everybody there? <laughs> uh, yeah. But I, I think it's nice that you're highlighting that because I think not enough people have the balls, frankly, to say, yeah, sometimes it sucks. Sometimes I'm not making money. Sometimes I'm failing, whatever, however that looks for you. And you know what's really interesting is I've gotten so much feedback on that post today, but you know how the majority of the feedback has come to me through text messages and emails, not responding to the video. Does people can't admit this? Do you call them out on it and say, I'm going to post your text online? (laughs) No, but I should. (laughs) Yeah, because it's really so personal. Yeah, it's really scary for a lot of people. And so- yeah. Yeah, that part of the shocking people's potential mission that I'm on is, is to highlight how many mistakes I've made so they can say, oh, she's come this far, but oh my goodness, she did that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and, and one other point was uh, one thing that I did yesterday that I was really prompted to do by another guest that I interviewed was, you know, to try and get my, keep myself out of the headspace because I was doing it pretty well yesterday was um, that I wanted to compliment somebody else that I've been feeling this envy towards and not necessarily towards her, but just some things about, you know, I'm like, oh, I wish I was doing that well. And I've been, I had just finished her book um, last night. And after I finished the book, I had this complete emotional reaction to it because it was so, it was like it was written for me right at that moment in time. So I, we are from the same publishing family. And so I, I sent her a voice text and I just said, your book just really moved me. Like this, I'm just so thank you, full you wrote it. And I, I aspire to be doing the things that you're doing. And I'm so, you know, I said, I've been having a tough few days. I'm dealing with some jealousy and whatever issues. And I just kind of put it out there. And I got a message back from her, you know, and I was teary near the end. You know, I was like, And she responded right away with the same reaction. She's like, oh my God. You cannot understand how much I needed to hear this from somebody, anyone today, but from you, it really means a lot. She goes, I felt the same way. What am I doing? Am I even successful with this? And it was such a reminder. And I think it's such a great thing with what you're doing with this, this community of moms where moms are already feeling guilt. They're feeling pulled. Now they're also being teacher. They're trying to build a business. They're trying to keep a family. They're trying to not kill their husband in their sleep. And have a community where you not only can learn for each other and support the business, but be there to support one another emotionally. That is, that's really big. And it's not really even supposed to be talked about in business. It's because there are no feelings in business, remember? No No. emotions. So so to be able to give people an outlet for that, I'm joking because for the first five years, every single time we had a founding exchange, which is what we call our meetings, and somebody brought up how she felt about what happened that week in her business, I would, I would start trying to crawl under the table out of embarrassment. How dare she bring up feelings? This is not the forum for that. This is about business education. And I, like, I would crawl inside of my skin for years. And then wow. I started realizing, why am I separating out the feelings part of this? It's ridiculous. Right. So I'm over that now. <laughs> bring all the feelings. I'm that now. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, <laughs> incredible how much emotions have a play and in fact, those are the things stopping you from making more money. Those are the things 
holding you back from launching that thing you want to launch. Those are the things that cause you to self-doubt and think, oh no, everybody I'm interviewing is doing better than me. When in fact, that's probably not the case. Right. Exactly. I love it. Well, you know, so our theme for the month is to help people find even just that little bit of, you know, headspace to say, this was a really crappy year. And we don't really know what's going to happen. And turning the calendar over to 2021 doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be all, you know, roses and champagne and bubbles and unicorns. But I think there's something really symbolic for us feeling like we can control what we can control Mm -hmm. as we get down to a, you know, something that is a kind of a memorable milestone, which is changing that calendar. So I'm asking all my guests this month to, you know, share ideas, strategies for how can we leave 2020 behind emotionally, mentally, spiritually, symbolically, and at least feel like we can tackle this new year with, you know, with some renewed energy. I'm looking at January 1 as a day of shedding, where we can all just shed the entire year of craziness. I don't think that we have a word in English for how nuts 2020 was. Uh, Just bananas. So there, with the shedding, there are a couple things I want to recommend to folks because honestly, I view us all as doing that every year in business because it's a new year, it's a new quarter, it's a new, it's new, it's a time for rebirth. So my first suggestion, which seems really ridiculous, but you even referenced it earlier, everybody needs to figure out how to get more sleep. And uh, yeah, people, yeah. Sleep is like numero uno to being a better person and to running a business really well and to keeping all your marbles in one place, maybe mm-hmm. two places if you're very busy. Uh, <laughs> but sleep is going to be unbelievably important. And then I think going into the first few months of 2021, uh, I would take a moment to continue it in your marketing, in your moving forward, however you move forward in your business. Be mindful of the fact that everyone is kind of doing this shedding and is in mourning maybe still uh, or is mm-hmm. dealing with certain things and acknowledge it. It is okay to say, hey, last year sucked and this mm-hmm. year's going to be better and here is why and make sure you understand your why to a degree where I'm convinced by your why to join you because that truly is the way that you're going to have the most success. Right. That makes sense. Does that make sense? I love it. And especially be passionate about your why. I mean, we talk a lot about the why and, you know, when Simon Sinek first, you know, started talking about the why and we're all like, Oh, that Ted talk is the most amazing thing ever. And you're like, I totally get with the why. And I am a firm believer, but I think sometimes, you know, we're so used to talking about it that we almost throw it out like you would your mission statement or your elevator pitch. Right. And instead of saying, hey, look, this is my why and I have passion behind it. And yes, 2020 kicked me in the can, but that doesn't change what my why is. I actually have flipped it around a little bit. I think it's morphed from the time I watched Simon's TED Talk till now. And I like to think of it as a way of um, not what what makes me passionate about my business, but why you should be passionate about it. And if Mm -hmm. I can explain to you why the founding moms is so incredibly important for building your business and it's not just a fly-by-night networking organization where we just get to sit around and talk about our babies because we don't uh why it's it's a thing you should want to belong to that's gonna tell you what my why is obviously and if you kind of go yeah that does sound like something that i need then our whys have met and then you're mm-hmm. probably going to be more likely to join us where if you go that's not for me i'm 
I am an old man with no children, you know, whatever. Then, then we know that your why doesn't match my why and we can all part ways happily, you know? <laughs> what about an old grandma? <laughs> you know, I was just thinking an old man could have, no, but I did say no children, no children. Yeah, but oh, we that's do true. actually have a lot of grandmas who are members of the founding moms. So shout I out am a grandma to all now. grandmas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, grandmas, grandmas unite. Woo! <laughs> Yeah, I love it. I and think that's such a podcast it's, before. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole new podcast for you. <laughs> I come up with all new ideas when I'm doing this. I come up with names for people's right, books. Speed market really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's funny? I actually interviewed a gal the other day, and she was talking about trying to come up with whatever she wanted to write a book. And in the course of our conversation, she actually gave the name of the book. She didn't know, and and I said, I said, that's the name of your book right there. And I said, now this isn't airing for a while. So by the time this airs, you better have that domain name. Otherwise I'm picking it up. <laughs> and, did you say, and then you need to pay me 10% of everything you earn. Cause I need to. No, didn't. Next time. I just, I, I did tell her that I'd write the foreword for a book that was. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which just means more work for me and still no money. Hmm. It does. Oh, that's why I like to say to everybody, 10%, if I come up with anything for your business. Yeah. No, I'm joking. That wasn't very strategic of me. Oh, well. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jill, I think I could talk to you forever. Of course, we're I nearing the end. This is so much fun. It's mostly I your know. It, yes. Inspiring. Thank you. Next yes. time I'm going to try and match the colors of your backdrop so I can just like get a whole bunch of them in there. Okay. All right. <laughs> so we'll have all your contact information on our show notes, but just in case somebody wants to type you in right now, what's yes. the best way for them to find you? Uh, you can go to foundingmoms.com. It's spelled how it sounds, founding moms. Uh, and I'm <laughs> at founding mom singular all over the interwebs. Uh, so come find me, come say hi. Let's talk about grandmas, whatever hair color. I don't care, but that's where you find me. I love it. Jill, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? I always want to shout the Nike slogan, just do it. But it's <laughs> the end of the year. So do I plagiarize them again? Yeah. I'm going to say, just do it. If you're ready to write that book, launch that podcast, do the thing you keep sitting on. Michael has shocked your potential and I'm going to throw in some Nike sneakers. Just do it already. That's all. I love it. Thank you so much for being my guest. I am so glad we are connected. There's going to be some amazing things that happen. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and like our podcast. And for more information, find us at shockyourpotential.com and shock your potential podcast.com.